Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everyone, to the 198th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms and Teens podcast. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. Oh, my goodness. This is the first episode of 2023. I promise you that I will keep bringing you amazing, relevant, and practical content this next year. Also, I wanted to let you know that right before the holidays, I finished redoing my website. Woohoo! This was a huge accomplishment for me. If any of you have a website, you know that they are always a work in progress. And because I spent so much time writing Dial Up the Dream and launching Dial Up the Dream, my website had been neglected for years and was very out of date, but no more. And one thing that's new that I'm really excited about is my free two-minute quiz that you can take on my homepage. And I really mean that. It takes only two minutes or less. It's called, What's Your Mom Mode? Mom mode is the way or manner you mother your teen or young adult. There are many modes, but not all of them are healthy or helpful for you or your child. Your mom mode determines how you experience your teen and your life. This two-minute quiz will give you the clarity you need to identify if your mode is giving you the results you want or if it's time to choose a new mom mode that will enhance your relationships and your life. The great thing about this quiz is that you will find out what your mom mode is right away. You will know your strengths, challenges, and areas that you can improve on with practical tips. And it's completely free. I know you will find this information really helpful. This info comes from my 50,000 hours of listening to moms and teens as a licensed therapist and coach. All right, changing the subject here. The Monday before Christmas, I found out that I had COVID. I think I was one of the few on this planet that had not experienced COVID yet. I was super grateful that my symptoms were mild, the typical exhaustion, cold-like symptoms, and fever. When I talked to the doctor, she said, be sure and rest. I don't know about you, but as moms, we know how to push through, get things done, But when she said rest, I looked like one of those dogs who cocked their head with bewilderment. I thought, rest? What does that even look like? But I've had time to figure that out. And the doctor was right. I needed some rest. And I'm pretty sure you, my beloved moms, need some rest too. Congratulations for getting your teens through finals and the holidays. And I want to give you some loving and kind advice, moms. Rest. R-E-S-T. Rest. And what does that look like for you? One thing I know for sure is it means to slow down, not rushing from one thing to another. Rest is a way you can be kind to yourself. 
One of my favorite questions to ask moms is, if you were kind to yourself today, what would you do? And what I love about this question is it's always practical and doable. Like, well, I'd have lunch with a friend. I'd watch a movie in the middle of the day. I would not have any list or agenda for one day. I would have downtime and just see what I feel like doing. Another way you can be kind to yourself is take a week or two off from doing any hard parenting. Here's what I mean. I saw a couple families last week who are wanting to confront their teen's bad habits and behavior and get that straightened out before the teen went back to school. Of course, I totally understand that. But mom, whatever that is, it can wait a couple of weeks. You need some rest from the holidays before you start the heavy lifting of that kind of parenting. You are probably all mothered out and you need to take care of you. It's not very kind to you to confront your teen about their phone habits and lay down the new rules this week. That's so much energy. Give yourself the time to transition back into the new year. Do more of the fun part of parenting, like play with them. Also, it's not kind to you if you completely pack your schedule this week. You're kind when you leave a lot of space. How about giving yourself a couple of light weeks to rest, enjoy family and friends, and not pressure yourself to be productive? You don't have to pressure yourself with all your New Year's goals and resolutions and intentions in the next two weeks. If you were kind, you would put no pressure on yourself or your teens. If you just started each day with, how can I rest today? Or how can I be kind to myself? What an amazing way to start the year. Now that's kind. Before you know it, you'll be full on into the new year. But take these next two weeks and let your heart and soul catch up. How about taking time to reflect on 2022? You can look back at your Facebook or Instagram pictures from 2022. Remember all those wonderful moments. Spend some time really taking that in. You can journal about the highlights and the challenges. The episode today I recorded a couple of years ago, but really, it would be helpful to all of us to listen to this episode every year. One of my coaches often would tell us, before we can create anything new in our life, we usually had some cleanup to do. This episode is to help you identify what you need to clean up. All I'm up to here is to get you to start being aware of what you want to be different in 2023. You don't have to take any massive action yet. Just start thinking about what you're not going to tolerate in 2023. You'll have the whole year to work on it. What we're going to address today is tolerations, messes, and irritations. You know those things that annoy you on a daily basis and steal your I-feel-good energy? If I ask you the question, what are you tolerating, what's the first thing that comes to mind? We're going to dive into this question in this episode, but maybe the first thing that comes into your mind is something about your teen or your boss or your partner. In other words, you are tolerating things in your relationships. 
Maybe the first thing that you thought of is the color of your kitchen wall or all those piles of paper on the table or the kitchen disposal that hasn't worked in a year. You are tolerating things in your physical space. You may be asking, why is tolerating relationships or my physical space a bad thing, especially during COVID when everything is so hard anyway? Okay, think about this. Let's say you wake up with 100 units of energy. You've had a good night's sleep and you're ready for your day. You tell your son to get up and get ready for school. And then you go into the kitchen and make a cup of coffee. And you take your first sip of coffee and you notice that it's way too quiet in his bedroom. You're irritated and you march back into his room and tell him, you need to get up now. 25 units of energy are gone. You go back to the kitchen and you're ready to have your protein shake and you pick up your almond milk and there is no milk in the carton. Five units of energy gone. You've been wearing your yoga pants for nine months, but you are going out to the grocery store to get your milk and you put on a pair of real jeans and you try to zip them up and you can't get them zipped and 10 units of energy are gone. So you put your yoga pants back on and you get in your car and you look at the rug in your car and it's full of dog hair and you notice in the back seat that their Whataburger wrappers are there and you think, he must have taken my car out without asking. And then you notice that your gas tank is on empty and you need gas. 10 more units of energy are gone. It's not even 9 a.m., and you've used up 50 units out of 100 units of energy, which only leaves you 50 more units for the rest of the day. And you get my point. All those irritations and tolerations drain your I-feel-good energy. By the end of the day, your smile will be long gone, and you will not be singing zippity doo da. So here's the thing. All of us tolerate a lot of things instead of handling them. So every time we tolerate things instead of managing them, they drain our energy and it steals our attention away from what really we want to do and what we want to achieve. And if we don't handle these little things in life, we can go into resignation. Like if I can't handle this, then I can't have what I want. And we feel this at a deep unconscious level. Now, this topic may not seem like a super exciting subject to discuss, but it really can help you, especially this year. Eliminating these tolerations can energize us and make us feel good. There's so much right now that's beyond our control with COVID and lockdowns and school and politics, etc. And we've been in this for 10 months. And listening to this news day after day that tells us it's never been worse and we feel there's nothing we can do and that can throw us into resignation. But there is something we can do to change things. Handling many of these little irritations doesn't take a lot of time and are completely doable. Many of these irritations, messes, and tolerations are in our control, meaning we can do something about them. For those moms out there that like to be in control, good news. This is where we can exercise this. Instead of walking past that burned out light bulb one more time, we can just change it. Every changed light bulb or newly organized drawer can make us feel good. 
They may be small things, but they make us feel like we have some control over our environment and therefore our life. This is a way we can feel better now and feel like that you're getting some control over your life just by handling these irritations and tolerations. I live in a house that was built in 1939, and it all started when my daughter came home for a weekend several months ago and said, Mom, you should paint your room. How long has it been that color? Well, the answer was way too long. My daughter's extra pair of eyes helped me to see my room in a fresh way, and as I looked again at my room, I saw many things that I just hadn't really seen anymore. And then I thought, yikes, oh my gosh, I've been tolerating a lot. I've been living with this every single day, but I didn't see it. My room was clean, but stuff had just accumulated, and a lot of it was from a long time ago. My resignation or justification was, well, I'll be moving soon and can deal with it then. But then this amazing idea came to me. I should just get my room painted. And I know this sounds ridiculous, but because I was tolerating it, I didn't even have the thought that I could do something about it. Okay, so you know those children books like you give a moose a muffin or a mouse a cookie? Well, one thing led to another, and I called a painter, and then I started tossing things out. I bought a new lamp, a new rug, and then started my new obsession. The painters were in my house, and they'd taken the hardware off the doors and the windows to paint them, and I was about to throw away the hardware, and they said, no, that's worth a lot of money. It's copper. And I was thinking it was junk because it was black with tarnish and old. And then that started a month of polishing brass and copper all over my house. I would go into another room, and I thought, what would happen if I polished that? And I laugh that it took me nine months in COVID and the pandemic to actually start seeing things in my house that I have been tolerating for years. So every time I polish hardware on my door or a drawer pull, and I could see this beautiful copper or brass start to come and appear, it made me so happy. And I relished looking at it every time I walked past it. So this little tiny thing was giving me great joy and giving me units of I-feel-good energy. In contrast, watching even 10 minutes of news can deplete 30 units of energy. But this little tiny small thing of polishing can add 5 units of energy, and I can feel like I'm improving my life just one drawer pull at a time. So we're going to start focusing on cleaning up your messes in your physical space, and we'll finish up this podcast by looking at things you're tolerating in your relationship with your teen. Why? Well, cleaning up your physical space is way easier than changing your teen, right? And I want you to get some good mojo right away. So what are you tolerating in your physical space? Like, you don't have any lids that fit your Tupperware. Your doodle has not gone to the groomers in forever and looks like a gigantic poof ball. There are spots on the carpet from 2012. You have broken chairs around the table. The umbrella in your patio furniture hasn't opened in three years. 
How long are you going to pass by that dead mum on your front porch? Remember, just doing one thing can make a difference and it can feel like a dopamine hit. When you replace your dead mum with a flowering pot of pansies or cyclamens, Now I'm going to read a bunch of statements. If you answer yes to these, congratulations. If you answer no, then congratulations for being honest. And this is going to help you identify areas where you're tolerating. One, I live in a location and home that I love. Yes or no. I am comfortable having visitors in my home. Yes or no. My home is clean and orderly. Yes or no. I love my furniture. Yes or no. Papers and receipts are in order and in their proper place. Yes or no. My car is clean and up to date on scheduled maintenance. Yes or no. My appliances do not need repair or upgrading. Yes or no. My plants are healthy, watered regularly, getting light and love. I love the paint slash wallpaper colors in all of my rooms. I love my clothing. My clothes are clean and fit me well. No piles of unwanted stuff, yes or no. My pets are healthy and gets lots of love, yes or no. My mattress is optimal and lets me have the best possible sleep. Yes or no. My bedroom is a place of peace and comfort. Yes or no. My lighting, lamps, all work well and light bulbs don't need replacing. Yes or no. Nothing in my environment harms me, like toxic fumes, loud traffic noises, violent people. Yes or no. There is nothing I tolerate in my home environment, like dents or repairs, etc., There are no dreaded closets, attic spaces, or basement areas in my home. Yes or no. My bed is made every day. Yes or no. My windows are clean. Yes or no. So how'd you do? This list is to help you become aware of what drains you and what you are tolerating. This shouldn't feel like your mom is standing over your shoulder judging you. It's about you feeling good and living in a home that you enjoy living in. If something doesn't bother you, like making your bed, then don't worry about it. But pay attention to what does bother you and attend to that. If you answer no to a lot of these questions, I don't want you to get overwhelmed. Pick a couple of areas that you can work on. Really, even one small thing that you handle, like cleaning out your sock drawer, can make a difference. This seems to be a regular area that I have to revisit. So I make sure that all my socks have matches and no holes, and then my daughter stops over and rummages through my drawer, and then it's chaos again. And I tolerate that for a while, and then eventually I get fed up that I can't find a pair of socks that match, and then I clean it out again. So here's some more questions to help you identify, what am I tolerating? Do you have former business activities left unresolved? Do you have unpaid debts or financial commitments? Are your closets overflowing with clothing never worn? Is your garage disorganized and crowded with junk? 
Do you have haphazard or disorganized tax records? Is your checkbook not balanced, or do you have accounts that should be closed? Do you have junk drawers full of unusable items? Do you have missing or broken tools or appliances? Is your attic filled with unused items? Is your car trunk or back seat full of trash? Do you have incomplete car maintenance? Is your basement disorganized or filled with discards? Do you have a desk packed with completed or unrealized projects? Do you have filing left undone? Is your computer not backed up? Is your desk surface cluttered or disorganized? Are all your pictures on Facebook or Instagram and your family pictures are never put into an album? Do you have mending, ironing, or other piles of items to repair or discard? Have you deferred household maintenance? Do you have incomplete projects? The reason I'm reading off all these statements and questions is I want to jog your memory so that you can start to identify what you are tolerating. All right, if you're home and can safely do this, I would like you to grab a pen and some paper. Now, I would like you to close your eyes and think of something that you're tolerating in your life. Just think of one thing. Great. Now, write that down. Close your eyes and think of other things that you're tolerating. Take a few minutes, and if you want to, you can pause this podcast. Now, open your eyes and write down everything that came to mind. Okay, hold on to that list. And on another sheet of paper, I want you to write down these questions. One, what irritates you? Two, what do you need to do to fix it? Three, who could you ask for help? Four, how do you stop yourself from asking? Five, what is the possible benefit of asking? Six, when will you ask due date? Okay, I'm going to use myself as an example. What irritates me is my garage door because it's not working properly. It will go down, but it won't stay down. It will start going back up again, and then I have to use my clicker to stop it, and there's usually about a foot gap. Two, what do I need to do to fix it? Well, I probably need to find someone to fix it. Three, who could I ask for help? I could Google a repairman on the internet. Four, how do you stop yourself from asking? I just don't think it's important. I blow it off and I forget about it. Five, what's the possible benefit of asking? Well, my garage would be more protected and I would not be irritated every time I tried to close the garage door. When will I ask? Well, I could call somebody this afternoon. That's it. It's not super hard. It, the problem is, is just getting our attention. Okay, here's something else you can do. So on the sheet where you listed all your tolerations, you can create another column and write, how can I fix it or how can I delegate it? And then you can write a due date. Remember, you don't have to do all of this at once. If you try to do it at once, you're going to get overwhelmed and you won't get started. You'll just blow it off. So just pick one thing on your list that's easy, like buy another plant, and check. You're on your way. 
So what we're after here is to help you create some momentum and get you out of resignation. You can do something about many of the irritations in your physical environment, and I want you to feel that success before we deal with what you are tolerating about your teen. Okay, deep breath. Let's talk about what you are tolerating with your teen. If you're drawing a blank, then write out everything that irritates you about your teen and be specific. She's on social media too much. He spends too much hours playing video games. He leaves his clothes all over the house. Her bathroom's disgusting. I have to tell her three times to clean her room and it still looks horrible. He always pushes me to stay out later. She's never home for dinner. He won't get up in the morning and I have to go into his room three or four times to get him up. She won't text me back when she goes out. She turns her phone off when she goes out and we can't track where she is. Okay, get out your pen and paper again and write down everything that irritates you. Now, I know that you set standards, rules, and boundaries for your teens. But often, you've been tangling with your teen over the school year. It becomes easy to forget what these standards are. So this next question is not meant to shame you, but to increase your awareness. See, everything that irritates you is a violation of a standard you set. You set a standard and your teen is not keeping the standard so you are irritated. So the question for you is what happened? How did this happen? I'm less interested in what your teen did and more interested in how you allowed that. Now I know that can sound blaming, but it really is good information. I know when I was tolerating things with my daughter, it wasn't a conscious decision on my part. Life got busy, other things distracted me, and I started to let things go. I just didn't have the energy for it, or I didn't give myself the time I needed to really get clear, or I thought, I'll deal with this later. But this mindset will land you in drama land, because if you unconsciously let your standard go, then at some point you will get fed up with your teen and react because you're totally sick of their behavior. So let's go back to that question of what happened. What was your part? Or was it that you and your husband weren't on the same page, that you set a standard with your teen and your husband or your partner contradicted your standard or didn't back you up, so you just gave up? Now, let me ask you another question. How important is it to you that your teen keeps your standards on a scale of 1 to 10? 10 being the most important and 1 being not important at all. If you are not high on the scale, like a 7 to 10 of importance, then you're not going to do anything about it because it's not a priority to you. But if you marked it high as really important to you, then why is that important to you? It's important for you to reacquaint yourself with your big why. It's fundamental that you own that this is important to you and important to your teen and why that is. This will motivate you to deal with what you are tolerating. Now, this has been an unprecedented year, and I know we're tired of hearing that, but it's true. Many of us have survived the year by lowering our expectations, and there is wisdom in that, because because lowering our expectation 
also lowers our frustrations. But we are about to enter into a new year, and this is the perfect time to look at all of this. And I know it's work, but it's worth it. Do you want another year of tolerating these messes or irritations? Probably not. So go back to your list of what you are tolerating with your teen. Identify your part, and even if you and your partner, husband or dad, contradicted you, your part is that you still dropped your standard, which means if you dropped it, then you can still pick it up again. Get clear why this standard, boundary, or rule is important to you, and if it's not, then just let it go. But just make this a conscious decision. It will feel better to you. Once you're clear, you can have a conversation with your partner and get on the same page. And then you can let your teens know that you're clear and reestablish your standard. And again, I don't want you to get overwhelmed or for you to overwhelm your teen. Start small. Start with one thing, like your standard for their room or around curfew, or around screen time, and work on that. Going back to the beginning of this episode, what we are tolerating affects our energy and emotions, and it's not good for our relationships. Tolerations, incompletes, and messes affect our year and our attitudes. We are just beginning a new year. What are you not going to tolerate in your life? your physical environment, your relationships, or with your teen in 2023. Remember, be kind to yourself. Just pick one thing to focus on and take action. Focus your attention on how good it feels getting that one thing done. Don't focus on the 50 things you want to change because that will overwhelm you and you'll shut down. It's unrealistic to think we can remove all the irritations from your life. For one thing, you are a parent of a teen. But you can start eliminating them one irritation or mess at a time. And that one change can make a world of difference. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms of Teens podcast. This podcast has been helpful. I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my award-winning best-selling books, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, and my newest release book, Dial Up the Dream, Making Your Daughter's Journey to Adulthood the Best for Both of You. You can find both of these books wherever books are sold. And you can find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com. And that has two L's and two E's. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.